The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm editorial director Stephanie Sloan here with senior editor Mara Levinsky. Hello. So, Mara, on today's show, we'll be talking to Days of Our Lives' Victoria Konefal and Robert Scott Wilson, who play Days' Sierra and Ben, otherwise known as Sin. So this pairing has really sparked something with the audience, which is interesting considering Ben is a serial killer and Sierra is a rape survivor who is the daughter of one of the show's most beloved super couples, Bo and Hope. Despite that, it seems many of the fans really want to see them together. What do you think about that? Well, I think there's a a paradigm there that is very classic soap. You know, the bad boy being redeemed by the love of a good woman. I I think soaps are capable of telling great redemption stories, and audiences love great redemption stories. Uh, When it comes to Ben and Sierra, I certainly see... Uh, the response, and I have I have friends who who haven't you know they haven't been this excited about a new pairing for a really long time, but you know maybe this is just sort of the the soap critic in me who tries to look at things academically. Um, you know I also understand why the autobiography of each of the two characters make it a non-starter in the eyes of some viewers who who do find it off-putting if not offensive, that uh, Ben's crimes can be sort of swept under the rug in a manner of speaking to be paired with a woman who, as you noted, uh, is a survivor of a, of a brutal rape. Well, we did ask the audience to give some questions, and some of them, you know, were really excited about this pairing, and the other ones were like, are you kidding me? How are we even talking about this? You know, he's a serial killer. I mean, this man killed four people, and it was only when the show wanted to resurrect Will did they make it three. But it's still three women, and he tortured Abigail, you know, setting fire to the bed when she was in it. And... That's kind of a hard pill for the audience to swallow or some of the audience. I I have to admit, even though they're very charismatic together and I find them charming and they're dynamic, I have a hard time with it too. I mean, it's hard for me to get past Ben's past and see him right now as a character to root for. You know, and I think that's essentially what it's going to come down to for Days of Our Lives viewers. Either you're willing to look past it or you're not. You know, it's it's the debate uh, that has been going on for years um, on the general hospital side with the character of Franco and the Franco and Liz pairing. You know, I don't know how many people who were opposed to it on moral grounds from the get-go have been converted to the other side, no matter how many, you know, redemption stories the show crafts for Franco. Um, And I I don't know that the people who are rooting for Ben and Sierra will suddenly change their minds about it and think, you know what? No, they shouldn't be telling this story. But I'm, I'm curious, have you ever found yourself rooting for a character who was super dastardly prior to some sort of redemption arc? I mean, it's hard. I guess maybe if you want to say Days is EJ, since I did like his subsequent pairings with Sammy and Nicole, 
But, you know, he was responsible for a string of crimes. He shot John in the head. He raped Sammy. I mean, this is not a character that I even feel like I should be saying that about. But they always played EJ with shades of gray. And he was a questionably moral character, like, even throughout his run. Mm -hmm. And I still think it's a different case than Ben, who I feel they made a serial killer and they, like, never really intended to bring him back. But this regime clearly saw something in him when he returned last year during Will's resurrection story because he really showed a different side of him. And Robert Scott Wilson did such a great job in those scenes where Ben came back and they were in the police station. And I think it sparked something in this writing regime. And they're like, wait, let's see if we can turn the situation around. And clearly for some, it has been very successful. What about you? Well, you know, I think you bring up a really interesting point because there are some characters who are clearly intended to be short-term, who I think the writers are more willing to like almost put like a neon sign over their heads by virtue of the actions that they script for them that say like, you should hate this person. They're a villain. You know, um, Todd Manning on One Life to Live is a great example of that. He led the gang rape of Marty Saybrook. He attacked Luna. He attacked Nora. You know, he was not supposed to last. But when the show decided to keep him, they actually scripted a a protracted and very careful redemption arc for the character. And we, we were never, you know, not supposed to think that he was guilty of doing what he had done, but he did show, I think, genuine remorse, which I think helps. And I think it helps, you know, get the sympathy of the audience back on the character's side. By contrast, I think about the character of Franco on GH, who was brought in as sort of a stunt casting, played by James Franco. He did despicable things to really beloved characters. And you know, was sort of intended to just die a horrible death and never be seen again. So a few years later when he was recast and the character returned from the dead and the audience was asked to accept, oh, you know, everything he did was because he had a brain tumor and the brain tumor is gone. So, you know, reset. He's not really to blame. I think we saw a fair amount of, of resentment from the audience that they were asked to kind of forgive all the terrible things that he had done. And that debate among fans continues to rage on five years later now. Well, I would think because the role had been recast with Roger Howarth, who you mentioned had already done this with Todd, that there was maybe some goodwill for the actor that ultimately helped the character there. I mean, if it had been James Franco and James Franco returned, I don't know that we would be seeing the same reaction. And I think there are probably people who accept Franco because it's a different actor in the role. And in a way, you can forget about what happened with the other actor. And it's also one that they cared about from other soaps. Yeah, but on, you know, on the flip side, I think there are people who hated Franco then and will always hate Franco. <laughs> you know, um, I think I recall uh, interviewing uh, Ron Carlovati, who is now writing the Ben and Sierra story on Days of Our Lives, who was uh, the head writer of General Hospital at the time that the character of Franco was brought back. And he actually said, you know, we thought it would be really intriguing to make Roger Howarth Franco because he has played this character uh, before who sort of toes that that line between, I don't want to say good and evil, but certainly that the gray area that that Todd lived in. But I remember him telling me, you know, the audience doesn't have to like that we gave him a brain tumor, but that's the story that we're telling. So whether you want to accept it or not, that's what we're running with. I think there was pushback from fans. I just don't know that that is ever going to be resolved. You know, I just don't see people who, you know, crossed their arms and were against that character having a second life one day changing their minds. 
Well, I mean, then you think about some classic soap villains like Roger Thorpe on Guiding Light. And looking back, I forgave a lot of his misdeeds because Michael Zaslow was so dynamic in that role and he was played as a romantic lead. I mean, and then you have someone like Stefano DiMera on Days who was not, but his through line was always that he cared about his family and that's sort of what gave him a heart. You know, one of the reasons that I think uh, Roger Thorpe on Guiding Light was such a successful character and why I thought his relationship with Holly was so intriguing, despite the fact that he had raped her during their marriage, is that the show did not sweep that fact under the rug. And it was always a through line. It was always present between them. And I think the show made good use of that history as opposed to ignoring it. Well, I think we're seeing that now with this day's story with Hope. I mean, she's really leading the charge to find something against Ben and keep him away from her daughter. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to have that character because that's also the voice of a lot of the audience of hey, wait a minute, this guy's a killer. Why are you okay with being in the same room with him? And I'm quite sure that when Eve (laughs) sees Ben again, she's going to have something to say too. Well, listen, you certainly can't say that the scenario lacks for drama. Absolutely. Well, let's get Rob and Victoria on the phone and see what they have to say. Hey, Rob. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, You're here with Stephanie and Mara Levinsky. Hi. Hi. So, first of all, you are both on your summer break right now, so thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah, no problem. How are you spending your time off? Um, Right now, I actually lost track of time. I was out in the backyard um, boxing for a little bit. So, we've interrupted your workout. Nice. Nice. Good work. Yeah, thanks. So, Rob, how are you spending your time off? I'm spending my time by relaxing. I stayed in Los Angeles. I was about to go back east, but I decided to wait until uh, the August break to do that. So I'm just chilling and uh, trying to stay active. I just got back from the gym myself, getting a little workout in. Um, I got to keep up with Victoria, so I had to keep up <laughs> my, my ones and twos. Um, yeah, it's been a good break. I'm, I'm enjoying my time off. Very good. Well, Mara and I were just discussing the controversial pairing of your two characters, um, it seems they really struck a chord with the audience. Uh, first of all, were you surprised by the reaction to Ben and Sierra? I was. I wasn't expecting as big of an uproar as we got. Um, I knew that the fans would like it because it's soapy drama and it's dangerous, but I had no idea they were gonna that sin would take off this much. Yeah, likewise. I mean, it's just crazy, and I've been trying to be as active as I possibly can, like. You know, writing back to some of the fans and just knowing that I, yeah, you're really I see their rea- I see their reaction, and uh, you know, in the past I never really did that, and I was like, you know what, this time around, uh, especially the way this caught fire, I want to, I want to be more active with the fans, and I want to, you know, come kind of just see that I notice them noticing us, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was, it's crazy, it was wildfire. Like, I didn't expect that at all, but uh, we had such a great response, like, <clears throat> like as we were filming it. People who kind of, you know, they see the show being filmed every day. They watch 100 pages of soap work every single day. And to see some of the like the staff and the and the crew commentate on it, um, it was just really powerful. It was, it was really a breath of fresh air. So just grateful. I'm interested to know for each of you, before you started actually working together, but you got the scripts or you knew that you would be working together and this pairing was a possibility, what were your reactions as the portrayers? Well, initially, I had I, I wasn't aware of Ben's history, so once I learned about it, I got really excited because it's a really fun storyline to be a part of, and it's a great 
relationship to be portraying. It's the story of the good girl turns the bad guy into the knight in shining armor. And I think it's really well written. Um, Ron did a great job um, strategically writing in the cabin scene and the fire. And he did a great job in tying it back to how it relates to Abigail. And it's just, I'm really proud of what Ron has written for us. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, it was kind of seamless though. Like the whole process of it didn't really hit me as soon as I picked up the scripts, I was just reading into it and I was like, Oh, interesting. Like this is very unexpected, but I'm sure they have an idea in the back of their head. Um, if he had plotted it to do all this, then man, even more bravo to that guy and the whole crew, you know, producers and writers, because that's this thing like took off. Like I've been doing this back and forth for a few years and like, I've just never been a part or seen anything like that. You know, me and Manzi had a pretty good little run that kind of caught a little bit of fire as well, but not like this. This, this was pretty impressive. So they did a really nice job of piecing it all together. And it's, you know, I, we're watching it unfold too. You know, every time we get new scripts, I, I, I'm sure V can agree. Like every time I read it, I'm like, what's happening? You know, yeah. we're, just, we're along for the ride too. You know, it's, it's great. And then when they don't give us scripts, I get really I get filled with anxiety because I'm just itching to know what happened. <laughs> I get filled with anxiety. <laughs> um, now, Rob, you talked about coming back and forth. So back when your character was strangling people with ties, could you ever have imagined <laughs> you'd be back? Damn, man. Yeah, man, you just hit it on the head, huh? That's right. I'm just going to say <laughs> it like strang- it is. Strangling people with ties. Um, and what was the question? That, could you ever imagine, could you ever have imagined that you'd be back and on what looks like the road to redemption? Well, I mean, I know between the producers reaching out and, and Ken and uh, it was a, it was very complimentary and I was really grateful because what was seemingly a, a door closing on the story of Ben Weston, you know, we, we kicked a hole through the wall and like kept them alive. And I just thank them because I know they they were really complimentary of the work. And I think that's kind of what changed it. But to think of him coming back and you know, a shot of kind of having like this whole romantic lead type thing was definitely not what I thought. I thought they'd have me come back, cause up a stir, you know, kind of do what Ben first got light signed on, on him doing, which was all that bad stuff. Um, but you don't have to have these booming, loud, angry scenes to have an impact and to, and to be, uh, and to be, you know, intriguing, you know, so the, the, the quieter, softer scenes and really with no words at all, is the best kind of acting I believe. And if they give us the opportunity to do that, then I'm just grateful whether he's on redemption or whatever happens to him. Um, it's just, it's fulfilling to play stuff like that rather than just come in and, and do this mundane storyline. You know, they, they're giving us the ball and I appreciate it. So the show is shot very far in advance. So the stuff that we've seen between you on air, you did months ago and you've, you've been working together four months at this point. When looking back on, you know, the early days of what the audience has embraced as sin, did you guys feel like it was working? Did you have a sense that the two of you together was, you know, had the kind of potential that that the writers seemed to have anticipated? Well, I mean, I know I mean, on my, on my, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, right off the rip, it was one of those things where like we, we kind of grabbed it and just went into it and it just felt comfortable i think we kind of just got each other and um you know victoria came correct you know and i tried to hold up my end of the bargain as well and uh it kind of balanced right away but i didn't think it was going to be anything like that i thought i knew we were doing our work you know i know if we treat our our work with 
the care and the respect and the time that it needs, which you don't always get in this genre. I mean, it's bound to be good, you know, but uh, it definitely took off in, a, in more than I expected. But like what it came down to for us to kind of shine the light on it was people like Fran, one of our stage managers has been there forever. And people like this guy, <laughs> like one of our props guy who watches every scene and is part of everything. And our producers, they come up to us and like, I just saw the, their reaction and them saying they were rooting for us. And I remember me and Victoria looking at each other like, damn, like this is like, what's happening? Like we're just, we're here working, we're doing our thing, enjoying the moment. But people that don't necessarily comment on every scene were commenting on our work and it was just, I don't know, I think that might have been the first inclination. What, what do you think, V? Yeah, I mean, when I first started working with Rob, I had no idea that our storyline was going to have that kind of impact. And truthfully, I don't think that the writers knew where Sierra and Ben were going until they saw us acting together. Um, I remember the first day on set, I got really excited working with Rob because I noticed that he's the kind of actor that really dives into his work. And that's something that I grew up around, um, you know, doing theater in New York for so long. And when you start doing TV and film, I feel like sometimes the, the key elements of really connecting to your work can get lost in the big machine of things, you know, in the big Hollywood cog, sometimes mm -hmm. you get disconnected from your work. Absolutely. And with Rob, I felt like I'm always so there and so connected when we're acting. And I feel like that definitely has an influence in where the storyline is going to go and, and where Rob went with developing our characters. Do you feel like it was easy for you to find a groove and working together or how did you work on developing definitely. a bond? Yeah, I mean, he made it very easy for Sierra's character to forgive him because Rob did a great job with um, bringing Ben's humanity back. And that was the most important part of Ben returning to Salem is him genuinely convincing someone that, that he is a reformed man. And I think that that was really important in developing the... Yeah, the I mean... But I appreciate it. Like I got nothing but love for the girl. I mean, she, like I said, she came correct. So it's like one of those things where if, I, if it didn't, if it didn't come across whatever I was doing in my head and my thoughts, if it didn't come across off of her, then it wouldn't have worked for me. You know? So like if I'm seeing her going through something or I'm seeing her cry, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm toast. Ben's, ben, Ben's in it too, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing. This guy did so many bad things and it was like, I knew my, my work was cut off for me trying to get these fans back on my side. I knew they loved what I did as this like roaring bad guy, but like to be on the opposite side of the spectrum, I think it needed to be kind of a culmination of the stars aligning between Ron and the team writing it and, you know, our work in the actual scene, but I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to come across. I knew there were going to be some naysayers, obviously. This guy did awful things, but I thought if we can make him human again and make him feel again and just know, like, as much as we can, I, I think that's that's all we could do. It's, that's, all, that's all I could do on my end, anyway. So at this point in the story, it's still relatively new, but how would you s describe, I'll start with you, Victoria, what about Ben <clears throat> is compelling Sierra in his direction? The fact that he's broken just like her. Um, granted, he's 
a little more broken than she is. Uh, he's on the higher end of the spectrum, but the fact that <laughs> they're two hurting just souls, a little. <laughs> but the the fact that they're two hurting souls finding peace in each other is really beautiful. And how do you see it, Rob, in terms of his connection to Sierra? I think it's just kind of what she's saying. And I think the reason why it took off, like, before we even... This this whole thing with, it, like, kind of taking off with the fans, and I believe it's because of just the dynamic, which means, like, kind of what she said, like, you know, through damaged souls, it's the backstory of each of them crashing in together in this place. And I think the reason why it caught fire is because it's, like, an energy between them that there doesn't need to be any words spoken. The fire kind of started before this, any scenes took place where we said anything to each other. People already kind of understood the dynamic between the two. And I think that's like the strongest part of the whole thing. So there doesn't always have to be all this like dialogue and, you know, all this backstory and this and everything. Cause they, they understand the backstory. They, they know what's going on. So, um, that's the only thing I can think of, like with this whole thing. Cause it, we just started, like this just started. You know? Yeah, fans started going crazy when Sierra was still unconscious. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even wait. The girl, the girl was asleep. The girl was knocked out sleeping, and like all of a sudden, <sighs> there was this wave, and then it just grew into like this. It's crazy, man. Like I woke up this morning and I saw it again. I'm like, I'm like I said, I, I literally let my Twitter die until I came back to the show because these fans have been so like on top of it. I'm like, let me just give them the courtesy a bit more than what I did in the past because. You know, I am grateful and I'm, I'm grateful for the story. So it's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's dope that we're even talking about this right now because at least speaking on my behalf, uh, my story had come to a close, so to speak, you know, so to have to come back like breathing deeper than ever is pretty, uh, it's, it's nice. It's great. Absolutely. Now, Rob, in those scenes that aired recently where you, where Ben had to be really nasty to Victoria, uh, to Sarah <coughs> when he was off his meds. What were those like to film and what was the dynamic like between the two of you during that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, we're, we're just dialed in, you know, she, she's always there with me. So it's like, you know, I know we're along for the ride and I, I get in my head sometimes in my, when my work, like maybe I'm, I don't know, I'll always feel like we can always work a little bit more, but you know, in the world that we live in with these, with these stories, it's like, we only have a certain amount of time and we're doing these scenes and maybe one, you know, we, we shoot for one take. And I'd be lying to you if I told you that they didn't ask Victoria and I to go to tape quite a bit. So sometimes we don't even get a camera rehearsal. We'll go in and just fire it. Um, and I love that they trust us to do that. Um, but th that those scenes in particular, I mean, for me, I can get revved up and I can redline pretty quickly. Um, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a blessing or a curse. You know, I feel like getting angry is in pretty easy emotion for some people. But I didn't know how she was going to react to it. And, you know, to see it, you know, I saw the clips online or whatever of those scenes coming to fruition, but shooting them, I, I like, I like getting Ben wild up, you know, I like that release, you know, it's, it's like, it's like therapeutic, but I knew it was going to scare off a lot of fans and the dialogue was pretty harsh excuse my language but like, yeah you know they were you know i called her a lying bitch whore i was like oh my mother's gonna kill me she's gonna hate this <laughs> like i thought ben was gonna be a nice guy now he's there he is again he's an animal um but no of course i like doing it it's fun but you know it's it's we gotta show that 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 still lives in him but i don't want that to be the thing that defines him like i know people are gonna talk about it i know that because it's a big obnoxious blow up but like there's more you know 
How long was he actually off his meds before he really uh, got that I know. Unhinged? And you know what's crazy? Well, I don't want to give too much, but like, we don't talk too much about the meds anymore. Right. Do we, Victoria? I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't, we don't mention them at all. Like, we don't talk about that. But in this moment, you know, we saw this five months ago, whatever. That was like a big thing, those meds. <laughs> You know, um, I was like, yeah, has a day even though, passed? Should we be worried yeah. for Sierra? <laughs> well, you know what? Well, for me, I think we're justified in that time because I think they were still figuring out what to do. The writers didn't know what they're going to do yet. I, I think that if, like I said, if they knew what was happening right now, they're going to win everything possible because that's crazy to think that. But um, <laughs> no, I think it was just because it was so fresh and he, he's just adjusting to the world. Like he just got let out of this sanitarium you know he just got this clean bill of health and mental health so i think it's still fresher as as the story progresses you know ben will find his grounding a little bit more but i think he came a little unglued for a minute victoria what was it like for you to be on the receiving end of of that tirade that aired last week <laughs> <laughs> um it was i did feel some fear but that was the whole point um, Rod had to conjure up real distress from me and he did a great job doing that. Um, but the most important thing going into something like that is to remember that it is a show and it is not real. And he is not actually calling me a lying bitch whore. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, so aggressive. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah, very, very aggressive. just a little bit. But, you know, I think Sierra also, she had an internship at Shady Hills, and she is the type of person who is observant, especially in other people's emotion. Um, so when he says that to her, it does scare her, but she knows where it's coming from. So she doesn't mm. take it personally or seriously because she knows that he is off his meds. He does have a chemical imbalance in his brain, and it's not him talking. It's it's and I think that that kind of says it all. I, because of the way she reacts to that, she understands him. So I think in any state of mind, he knows that, and it, you know, he settles down after the whole thing settles down, but she, he sees that she gets him. Of course she's afraid. I mean, why wouldn't she, but she understands where it's coming from. And I think that being acknowledged is like a really powerful tool like between the two of them. And it can justify kind of the way Ben's brain works, where yeah. not everybody would understand that, but, but Sierra understands that. Mm -hmm. And in the end, Sierra ended up talking him down. Um, yeah. She ended up getting through to him and bringing back his sanity. And that's something that they really bonded over because not everyone can just convince a serial killer that he's not crazy even though he's having a mental breakdown at the moment you know so it's it was a really strong moment and i'm happy that they wrote that in there um now we asked the fans to give us some questions for you two so here goes the first are from tammy she wants to know what is your favorite sin moment so far and your favorite thing about working with each other my favorite sin moment so far is when Sierra kicked Ben in the face. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, we got asked that like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was real. Um, it was a change of pace for the cabin scenes. It was the first time that they got to exactly. laugh and be in each other's company without them talking about some dark topic. Um, 
<laughs> and it was it was the first time that they could really see each other for who who they are. And I thought that was a defining moment in the Finn timeline for sure. Yeah, I, I um, agree. We we got asked this a couple of weeks ago, and it was like they had him doing this like very, uh, you know, that's a very redeeming like thing like you're it's very humbling to clean somebody's feet you know so like just that alone was already like a it was like a cool light for ben because it was like he's doing something so obscure and here's this girl having this serial killer clean her feet and it's like kind of uh who said it? maria o'brien said it was like a very biblical like story yeah. to do something like that but then you know to take that and then the light of it she kicks him in the face it's just fun you know it was fun <laughs> it was definitely that was my favorite too like yeah definitely for sure. Well, we have a related question, actually, from Jamie, who asked, in honor of Sierra's reflex kick, are either of you ticklish? <laughs> yes, I'm very ticklish. I don't laugh, so I'm not ticklish. <laughs> no, I'm just um, no, I am ticklish, laugh. I guess. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, it's about, I don't really get tickled, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. Really, yeah, I guess so. I think I'm ticklish. Gauntlet thrown, Victoria. I expect you to do some tickling when you resume work. Oh, my God. Um, and Jamie's bonus comment is she would like you to know, Rob, how the fandom loves your pronunciation of Sierra's name. Well, yeah. listen, listen, here's the thing. I, I, I do change it, not to burst a bubble, but I tried to fight because the way this is written, the pronunciation is Sierra. However, I was beaten over the head by Christian Alfonso and a few other people that it is Sierra, which would be S-I-E-R-R-A. But I tried to fight it. I tried to fight it. Technically, the way Sierra's name is spelled, it should be Chiara with a C-H because it's Italian. See, there you go. Yeah. Even closer. Imagine, maybe I should just come back and start calling you Chiara. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Imagine. Chiara. Um, okay these questions are from cassie in chicago illinois first she asks victoria which of the sierra romances have stood out for you trip and sierra or ben and sierra you know i'm gonna answer that question with trip and sierra because ben and sierra aren't even a romance yet so or you know they're, they're not a romance right now um so, so far it's, it's Tripp and Sierra because, um, Tripp is a really good guy for her and he really cares about her. So, okay. Yeah. okay. And Rob, which of the characters you've played have you found challenging or the most challenging? Was it an intern on B&B, Pete on All My Children, Ben or Arturo from the Bay? Oh, we're just keeping it in the, in the soap world, I we're see. We're keeping it in the soap okay. world. In the soap world. Um, I mean, Ben, of course. Uh, I mean, he's the most layered, complex character, you know, regardless of the genre. I mean, if you asked me in anything, period, it still would have been Ben. I mean, that's why I'm, that's why I'm back. I wouldn't be doing this show if I wasn't intrigued by the writing and what they're giving for me. Uh, I think it's, it's great. It's really great. And uh, I get to... You know, I get to, to work my craft, you know, I get to do what I love. So I'm, I'm grateful to, to play him and uh, it's fun. Uh, however, Pete on All My Children was a hell of a good time because that was my first like lead of a show and that was awesome. Um, we had a really great culmination of people on that show and some of them have transitioned into days, which is cool. Um, my boy Vincent Irizarry and uh, Jordy was on the show for a while. and Sal. Oh my God! Duh. Of course, Sal. That's my girl. Of course, yeah. and Sal's putting up some great work too. I'm proud of her. Mm -hmm. 
If I remember correctly, weren't you the first face we saw in the All My Children reboot, driving in the car on the way into Pine Valley? Hey, good memory. Yeah. Can we tell Jace to get me a Porsche on this show, too? Noted. That was awesome. Please, can we do that? Please. All right. Felicia would like to know, what is the funniest moment that you have experienced, the two of you, on set together? What? Say that, what? Um, just the funniest moment on set that you've had together since you've been uh, sharing scenes. Funniest moment on set. Um, well, like the whole kick thing was fun and that was funny. Uh, what else? What else? Are you like? I don't know. I don't know. I always draw a blank at these questions because it's like when people ask me, like, what's funniest the most thing embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? I'm like, uh, nothing. I'm so boring. <laughs> 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 and Rob doesn't uh, laugh, so how could there have been a funny moment? Right. Yeah, laughing is rare. It's a um, dark day on days. It's just a dark-ass couple of people. Um, what, what is, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think maybe we shot some stuff recently. Oh. I don't even know. We can't talk about that, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Rob and I usually are laughing just because we're both goofy people, um, despite the fact that she doesn't laugh. <laughs> um, so we just we, we try to make light of the time that we have in between takes. Um, oh, and that, yeah, that we're is just true, we're, we're See, talking even... about the Patriots and how. The Yankees suck. <laughs> I mean, Victoria, you're not saying that, right? I know. I'm I like, know. you're well, with two diehard on. Yankee hold fans on. on this podcast right now. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> and I'm a born and raised New Yorker. I understand that. <laughs> However, New York is the only state that has two sports teams for each sport, and we still can't win. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had so their I time. The Yankees had their run. Uh, no, the they'll still have their run, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, listen to Stephanie. She steps right up. Stepping Season right ticket up. holder. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, really? Good oh, yeah. You. Good. No, I respect that. I respect that. I respect people, you know, because trust me, if I was still back home, I'd do that too. I'd, well, obviously not Yankee Stadium, but I'd right. be in Fenway a lot fan, more right? often than I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be in Fenway a lot more often. But um, no, you know, to answer that question about like, you know, those light moments, like, to be honest, Every moment outside of, you know, the work between action and cut, like, we're always goofing. Like, I'm I'm probably the biggest idiot ever. Like, if they ran, if they were the camera in between each of our cuts, I swear too much. I goof off too much. I do mm-hmm. all that in between every scene, but I feel like when it, it kind of, like, just brings more life to the work. So, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to tell you that we got a lot of questions Fortunately, we've asked them already in in our own interview. Everyone wanted to know the same things. Um, But really, we had such an incredible response to the fact that the two of you are going to be talking to us today. And thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to see what's coming up with Sin. Enjoy the rest of your break, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Rob and Victoria for being our guests. Be sure to pick up a new issue of Digest on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.